Hi, I'm Donald Scarinci. I'm the managing partner here at Scarinci Hollenbeck, and I've written a book called Redistricting and the Politics of Reform. People often ask me if I could explain in simple language what redistricting is and why it has to be so political. There's a lot being written about congressional redistricting in the news right now. That's because once every 10 years, after the results of the census are tabulated, every state needs to take a look at their state legislative and congressional districts and redistribute the population as evenly as possible in each of those districts. It's the concept of one man, one vote, and it's been around since the Constitutional Convention of 1787. It was James Madison, in fact, who first proposed the idea that each person's vote should have the same weight regardless of what state they lived in. That was pretty radical in 1787 because up to then each colony had equal representation regardless of the population. Small states had the same say as large states. This just didn't seem fair. But the small states didn't give up equality without a fight. In the end, everyone compromised. They agreed that there would be two legislative bodies that govern the new nation. The United States Senate would have two representatives per year regardless of the size of the state. Each state would be equal just as they were when they were colonies. The House of Representatives would be represented by population size. The kicker is that only the House of Representatives would have the power to make laws to tax the people. So this made the deal sound much more reasonable to the small states. As America grew, and more states were added, the Senate and the House of Representatives also grew. By 1929, it was obvious that Congress was getting too big. So in 1929, the maximum number of representatives was fixed at 435 members. The Senate stayed the same with two United States senators per state because it didn't look like we'd be adding many more states. Actually, adding only two since then, Alaska and Hawaii. But America's growing population meant that it would become unwieldy to grow the House of Representatives in proportion to the growing population. Instead, the constituency of each representative would have to grow so that every representative has an equal number of constituents. In 1787, that meant about 30,000 people for every representative. In 2000, that meant about 650,000 people for each representative. In 2012, that meant over 705,000 people. You guessed it. As population grows and shifts, the views that each representative takes to Washington reflect the majority of the people who elect them. That means that who the voters of each district are determines what representative they will send to Washington. And every 10 years after the census results are finalized, who votes where becomes the question. What is the map? Until modern times, state legislatures decided that. Even today in 35 states, it's the state legislatures that create the new voting map every 10 years. Politics, you say? Absolutely.